Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. It's a short week, but a great week for your Los Angeles Rams. They're 4-1 since the bye, and our guest is a 22-year-old rookie tight end from Northwest Georgia, a fifth-round pick out of Clemson. He burst onto the scene against Baltimore just a couple weeks ago. Davis Allen sits down with us for the first time. Davis, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. We appreciate your time. Uh, we're sitting down on this Monday. Your next game is Thursday, so I know time is tight. We'll make this as efficient as we can, but I know our audience is really Really getting, um, really looking forward to getting to know you. Why don't we start with Week 15 and reviewing that win against the Commanders? Big picture thoughts first. What do you take away from that game? I thought it was a great team win. I thought um, you know we showed a lot of grit. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of opportunities there to shut the door early on them, and uh, those are just good learning opportunities for us in the future. But I thought we showed a lot of grit, um, and we found a way to win the fourth quarter. It was really good. Was it any different for you preparing for the commanders having shown up in the box score a week prior, whether it's in terms of your involvement and the game plan, the preparation or the role that you see for yourself? Uh, not really. I, I, I have a big, a big fear of not being prepared just in case my number is called. And so I treated it like any other week and, um, you know, went through my process that I have, uh, throughout the week and, Thankfully, my number was called. And that applies to special teams, too. The good news is you've been dressed on game day throughout this season to contribute in that phase. So you're ready for action as a tight end as well. Absolutely. All right. Have you ever played two games in five days before? Uh, I have not. I, I played on a Monday night in college one, one year and then played on that following Saturday. Okay. So, so not a total stranger to short weeks, but no. what is this gauntlet like between Washington and New Orleans for you? It's a big difference for sure. Um, and just from a... Uh, a rehab standpoint of trying to get your body turned over, ready to go for Thursday. Uh, I mean, we did, we had treatments right after the game in the locker room last night and this morning. So uh, that's been something new, but uh, it's been cool. You are feeling good though. Absolutely. All right. Looking ahead to the Saints, a seven and seven showdown at SoFi Stadium. They have a rookie uh, defensive lineman who's coming off his welcome to the NFL performance against the Giants. I know you know him from Clemson, Brian Brzee. Yep couple sacks yesterday against the Giants. Did you see he gave Tommy DeVito the, the hand gesture? I did see that, yeah. <laughs> uh, he and the Saints uh, had had something waiting for the Giants, you could tell, and they're playing their best football this season. What do you know about Brian? Uh, great guy. Um, he's a great competitor, um, and I have a lot of respect for him for what he does on the field, but also what he does off the field. Uh, just a really good guy who means well. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to see him be successful right now. I mentioned your geography. You're what, uh, about halfway between Chattanooga and Atlanta where I you am. grew up? Yes, sir. Did that make you a Falcons fan by any chance, or did you have a professional rooting interest? <sighs> you know, I was more of just college football growing up. Okay. Um, I did go to some Falcons games as a kid, uh, but I mean, I was a fan of the Julio Jones and the Matt Ryans, um, but I don't know if you would even call me a, a true friend. I'm not trying to like pick a fight or anything. I just know the Falcons and the Saints don't like yeah. each other. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. I thought I'd reach for something. There. <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, your season so far and a little bit of a playlist for you here, Davis, if we can walk back in time to Baltimore. And let's relive your first NFL touchdown. What better place to start than in the second quarter, second goal from the seven? Take us through your memory. Uh, I remember being in the huddle and, and them calling the play and just sitting there thinking, man, like here we go. Buckle this up. It. This could be it. Uh, and, and thankfully everything worked out and, um, you know, I got there right there at the five, five yard line, four yard line. And I was, there's no way I could get stopped. I was just, 
um, I was trying my best to get in the end zone and thankfully I did. Um, but it was, it was a great moment. Uh, my parents were uh, actually there, so they got to see it in person, which is, which is awesome. And I was just thankful I could help the team. You said at the five, you were determined that nothing was going to keep you out of the end zone, not even like a brutal Roquan Smith face mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty good when he got me good there. Uh, but yeah, no, not, not even that. So Tyler was inactive that day, and you've already talked about how important your preparation and anticipation is to your process. But Hunter Long was going to be the starter, right? So you were yep. dressed, you knew you were part of the game plan, not totally thrown into the deep end. Would that be like an accurate description of where you were mentally going into that game in terms of the offensive approach? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think uh, mentally you got to prepare to play the whole game, even though you know you might not. Uh, but I think if you want to be at your best and want to, you know, help the team in any way you can, the best you can, uh, you get, you got to prepare that way. I know you'll always remember your first NFL touch, and I hope you got the ball. Yes. Okay. That's squared away. <laughs> but it actually wasn't maybe even my favorite play of that quarter. Okay. <laughs> third down and long, third down and 15 in the second quarter. And next thing I know, you're doing the splits like the Rockettes at Radio <laughs> City Music Hall. Yeah. How did that come to be on the hurdle? Um, well, I... Uh, I caught the ball and when I turned around, um, I saw like three or four defenders there and I just thought in my head, surely they're going for my knees right here. And so I just made up my mind that I was going to jump and uh, they ended up ended up not going for my knees. Uh, so it was kind of a fail, but it was pretty cool. Got some cool pictures out of it. Um, but, and you know, thankfully I got the first down, but I thought they were going to go for my knees and that's why I jumped. And everything's intact. Everything's still intact. Is flexibility a known strength of yours? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, for some reason I'm very flexible. So thankfully no injuries or anything like that. Thankfully is right. All right. Let's keep going. Fourth quarter, the seam ball that you caught from Matthew Stafford. If I'm not mistaken, he checked to that play. He did. That was not called, right? Correct. Okay. So. Take us inside your helmet as you're attached to that play, and mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're going what looked like four verts. Yeah, yeah, no, he he uh, he made the audible, and uh, so thankfully, um, after the ball was snapped, got my read to to keep it down the seam, and thankfully I looked back and the ball was headed my way, and uh, we were able to make a good play. Was that anything you had practiced? Like, how many times have you and Matthew repped that particular audible? Uh, that'd be the first. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because yep. Tyler might have done it, yep. but you still got to know it and be ready for it. Correct. And when you heard him, you knew exactly what was about to go down? Yep. Yep. Good for you. You're smart, I know. We'll get to your <laughs> academics in just a second, but what does it mean to you that Matthew Stafford, in a gotta-have-it drive, mm -hmm. was willing to check to that and look for you? Oh, it meant a lot. It meant a lot. Um, you know, just... Uh, you know, I grew up a Matthew Stafford fan coming from the state of Georgia. Sure. I mean, as a kid, my dad played at Georgia. And so I kind of have a Georgia family and uh, watching him play for Georgia growing up as a kid. So being able to have the opportunity to play with him has been a, a huge blessing. And and for him to be able to trust me in that situation is even better blessing. Have you tried to make him feel old by relaying that to him? Or did someone advise you like, hey, probably better not to mention to Matthew that you grew up watching him as a Georgia Bulldog? No, I haven't mentioned that. Yeah, that's what's wise. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Uh, not to take this in a different direction, but I do just want to be kind of open and honest. You're also on the punt team, right? I am. Yes, so you were one of the 11 on the field uh, for that walk-off touchdown against the Ravens. Yep. But can we even go back one play prior? Because I I'm sure that drop is something that you mm -hmm. would like to have back. Um, and it's something that's not characteristic of your track record. I know you got very soft, reliable hands. So how did you just navigate all that personally and professionally? Yeah, I mean, uh, would obviously love to have that one back, and that one uh, still burns a little bit. But 
uh, it is what it is. I, I took my eyes off the ball and I dropped it, and that's that's completely on me. Um, and you try to flush it the best you possibly can, and, and focus on the next thing that's ahead. And in that situation, it was the punt. Um, but definitely would love to have that one back. Is that something that's happened to you in your career before, where you've had to just wipe away a really tough moment? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think. I mean, you play long enough, you're going to have those moments. And I've had plenty of them myself. And so uh, they never get easier, but, you know, you just you keep learning and keep, you know, trying your best to, to keep moving forward. Part of the reason I bring it up, too, is because I wonder what the response was like between Washington um, and Baltimore for mm. Chase Blackburn, for Jeremy Springer, for Ethan Evans, for you, for everyone who's involved in that unit. Tell us about the work you did to make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, – we uh, one of our points of emphasis this week was be at our best when our best is needed um, from a special teams unit standpoint. And and we really worked hard on just, you know, you own up to it, you flush it, you put your eyes forward to Washington and, and you try to have the best prep week that you've had all year. And, and that's what we did. We did. We we locked in every time there was a special teams period, special teams meeting. You know, we we put our best foot forward and. Uh, I think that showed on on uh, Sunday night. Do you think it helped playing high level college football and having a pretty bright spotlight on your college career that yeah. the NFL isn't too much of a quantum leap forward for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just playing with the competition that you get to play against uh, definitely helps uh, the transition for sure. All right. So uh, in week 15, you got about a third of the tight end snaps, but it was great to have Tyler Higby back. And I like to transition into you know, what he means to you as a captain in your room and uh, in particular the play he made at the sideline, that, that toe drag swag against the commanders. What'd you make of that catch first? Great play. And not surprised that he can, you know, still do that. And, and uh, you know, I'm extremely thankful for, for Higby and, and for Bryson and Hunter, just what they've been able to give me and, um, you know, just the little points and the tips of what they've experienced throughout their years playing and how uh, that could, you know, make things a little bit easier for me and just something that I can learn early on in my career. And they've just been super, super helpful, um, whether it comes to just prepping for whoever we're playing or talking about techniques and different things on how to anticipate if a defense shows this and just just little nuggets that they've been able to give me. I, I'm extremely thankful for. Going back to your path to the National Football League, uh, you stand six foot six. Is that still an accurate uh, range? Six, 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 five. Whichever one you We're want. Going six six. I like it. That's good. I'm gonna round up to a 39 inch vertical then too. 38 <laughs> and a half. There's no there's no such thing. 39 inch vertical from the combine. That would have ranked second at your position, I believe. Top five in the broad jump too. Uh, you must have been a good basketball player. You I, dunk with ease. I played a little bit. Yeah. I what what does played a little bit mean? Uh, played all four years in high school. Okay. Um, and and I loved it. I loved every part of it. Any other sports? Baseball as well but you knew you wanted to continue on as a football player? You don't want to chase those other dreams? Uh, I thought there for a little bit it might be baseball. Um, I pitched, um, um, and I loved pitching. Um, I was I was the, the kid growing up that whatever sport was in the season was my favorite. Um, do kind of come from a football family. My dad played football, and so did my brother in college, and so kind of grew up, you know, wanting to be like them. Um, but... I think, you know, in my heart, football is the, the path for me, and that's where I went. So far, so good. How about a little self-scout? Because you are still relatively new to the tight end position. I'll get to that in a moment. What do you think you do well so far? What are areas for growth as you continue on this Rams career? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, just with my body, just, you know, I can kind of, you know, 
be a big man and, and post up and uh, catch the ball, use my my link to my advantage. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to put my hand in the dirt and, and block as well. Um, and I'm very willing to do that. Um, I think I can improve in both areas, though. I think my blocking can always improve. And um, I also think my route running and catching skills can can get better as well. Wasn't that kind of your reputation at Clemson early in your career? You were kind of an inline blocker and the, mm -hmm. and the pass catching, the scoring emerged a little bit later on. Yep. Yep. Um, really, my first two years just was mainly blocking um, and then just kind of gradually got more and more into the passing game through my senior year and junior year. Okay, so you were a fifth-round pick, and I don't know if you tried this yet, but if I were you, I'd be going around town being like, hi, I'm Davis Allen. I was the guy who was taking two picks ahead of Puka Nakua. Have you heard of him? <laughs> That's a good one. Pretty good claim to fame, right? That's a good one, yeah. I should. What do you make of this rookie class and what you guys have done so far? Oh, it's, I, I've had a blast just getting to know these guys and, and uh, develop relationships with all these guys. Um, it's It's – it's been a true blessing and I've made some some great friends, but, you know, Puka, Kobe, Byron, I'm, um, I mean, they're all just balling out. They really are. I mean, you can look at the stats and, and they're putting up great numbers and that makes me happy to see them be successful. It really does. And so for them to go out there and do their thing and to show the world what they can do has been has been awesome. Someone told me a story from the summer. I guess they were side by side with Puka at a community service event. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, a little bit stressed or nervous about getting to training camp and his spot on the team. Mm -hmm. And looking back, how silly does, does that yeah. sound now, right? Even yeah. at that point, you could tell that he was about to get up to something. Mm -hmm. But I bring it up because you arrived at training camp with an injury, mm -hmm. right? You, you hurt your hamstring while you were away preparing for your first NFL season. So came back here for... I came back here two weeks early before we had a report to camp, okay. and I did it here. And by the way, in that time frame, you went and got married? I did. Okay, so between yeah. OTAs and your first training camp, you get married. Congratulations. We'll, we'll come back to that. But you show up to a tight end room that has three NFL veterans, mm -hmm. and you're injured, and you miss the better part of Irvine. Yep. Where were you at in terms of what that might mean for you as a first-year pro? Yeah, it's definitely nerve-wracking for sure. Um, just, you know, being a competitor, you want to be out there and, and show what you can do and and uh, trying to earn a spot on the team uh, and not being able to do that really uh, stresses you out. But, uh, you know, I had to rely on my my faith and and my, my parents were huge helps. And my wife just uh, keeping me calm and, you know, reminding me that my time will come to be able to prove myself and um and so that that was a stressful time for sure um and i i knew that whenever i did get back i was gonna have to make the most of my time so we know you for the breakout performance against baltimore but before that back in the summer there was a pretty good showing in the preseason at sofi stadium against the raiders as well how good did that feel to put some positive tape out there just in case it didn't work out with the mm -hmm. rams that you knew that you could have something to demonstrate to other teams too yeah for sure it felt great uh just you know for one just to get back out there and play right. um and uh but to to put good tape out there um it, it felt good just to have something good happen um and, and take a step in the right direction by reputation davis tight end is one of if not the most difficult positions to come into the nfl and make an impact as a rookie maybe second only to quarterback mm -hmm. do you sense that do you feel that to be true and if so why or why not i yeah i, I do i i mean from a I mean, from a physicality standpoint, you got to put your hand in the dirt and you got to block some of the best edge 
rushers in the league that get paid millions and millions of dollars because they're just so good at what they do. Um, and so that that's a challenge uh, of its own. And then to the from the passing game standpoint, I mean, just finding a way to, you know, make your mark in a NFL offense and going up against um, the defenses that we're going up against every week, you know, it, it is challenging and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and so I, I do agree with that. Uh, speaking of those highly paid edge rushers, I hear you were almost one as a prep <laughs> out of Calhoun, Georgia. Yep. So uh, played linebacker pretty much my entire life. Uh, and then and when I got into high school, I played middle linebacker all four years. Um, kind of half and half with offers. Half of them were kind of outside linebacker, DN, and then other half were tight end. But you were like the county region defensive player of the year? Yeah, I was. In high school. So how much tight end had you played? Like give me a true snap count measure coming out of high school. Oh, maybe 30. 30 reps. Maybe 40, maybe. So Clemson was definitely projecting in terms of what they saw from your body type and what you were capable of. For sure. Where'd the hands come from? Were you like just catch radius interception all over the middle of the field or what? Uh, it must come from God because my brother can't catch. And, Is that uh, <laughs> right? Where did he play? You said he was a college player too? He's a defensive end. Defensive end. He's, my dad played middle linebacker at Georgia. My brother played at the Air Force Academy. He played defensive end at the Air Force Academy. But couldn't catch anything to save his life. Uh, I, I think he would agree with that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do have like the theory that not many tight ends necessarily grow up wanting to be tight ends. Like it's mm -hmm. one of those positions that you often migrate to or a yeah. coach says, hey, I could – I could see this being in your future. Yeah. That was true in your case too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Do you have any tight ends that you admire or were you not really paying attention to the tight end position? I really wasn't. I wasn't. I was, uh, I grew up watching the boss and, uh, you know, watching my dad's highlights in college and, um, my brother's highlights. And so from a tight end standpoint, I, I really wasn't watching tight ends, um, until I got into college and, really started you know i had a coach in at clemson that he would uh he had a folder of just clips of the top tight ends in the league every year and i would just go through and watch what they did and how they blocked or how they caught um, and ran their routes <clears throat> so it wasn't really till college that i really started paying attention is there a boz side to davis allen that we don't see i mean you seem to be too uh, to be a boz fan uh, I mean, on the field, I like to. There thing. you go. Yeah, there you I, go. I like that. All right, let's finish Davis with uh, three and out. Our closing segment, and we'll get you to the short week against the Saints. Uh, here's the deal: I'll ask you three kind of off the wall questions. You answer them. We'll get you to your day off, and I'll make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf. Sound good? Sounds good. Okay. Uh, I don't know if your wife is a fan, but it leads me to this first question: If I could set up a meeting with either Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift, but not both, which would you choose? Who would you want to have coffee with? Travis Kelsey. And what would you want to ask him? How he runs his route so good. <laughs> <laughs> but your wife wouldn't be like, you had a chance to sit down with Taylor She's Swift. She's going to go. I guarantee, didn't take I guarantee you she would go with Travis Kelsey. Um, does she come to your games as well? You mentioned your parents she does. were there for Baltimore. Your she, wife is a regular attendee too? Yeah. She uh, she wasn't at Baltimore, but she does come to as many games as she can. She likes SoFi Stadium? She loves it. Hope to see her there on Thursday night. Okay. Uh, you are a great student by reputation. You were all ACC academic. Did you study marketing? Do I have that right? Correct. What drew your interest there and how would you describe yourself uh, in the classroom? Uh, I, I was intrigued in business in general going into, into college uh, and knew I wanted some type of business degree uh, and then marketing kind of caught my eye just kind of with 
all the different pathways you can go with it. Um, and so that's why I went with marketing and uh, from a student standpoint, um, you know, we had a rule at Clemson that you had to sit in the front row and they had class checkers that would come in and make sure that you were in the front row. Uh, and that kind of fit, you know, my mom's a school counselor. And so hmm. when I was at school uh, in high school, you know, she made sure that I was doing the same type of stuff. And so uh, I was the quiet kid in the front row that, you know, would ask questions at the end of class or something like that. But any idea where that might take you professionally in the future? Would you like to kind of leverage those skills in the business world? Uh, possibly. I've, I've thought about uh, different business opportunities or, you know, if I want to stay in the sports world, whether that's mm -hmm. sports administration or coaching. Um, I've thought about a handful of different things, but I haven't really set on one. All right. Third and final question. Could you beat Dabo Swinney down the hill in Death Valley <laughs> from Howard's Rock? And how much of a head start would you need? Uh, well, he kind of gets a head start. Um, Does he ever? But uh, I don't know that I was. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with myself, of course. But um, uh, he, he, I mean, he hauls tail down there, and and that's a thing every year where guys are like, we don't know how a coach still does it um, because guys are afraid to kind of run down there. You don't want to tweak anything going down the hill. That's kind of embarrassing, but. Uh, yeah, he definitely, he gets after it for sure. Is it as steep as it looks on TV? Extremely. And it's got that kind of little bump halfway. Yeah, down you too. go down and it's kind of flattens out and you go down again. So there's a cool connection to California where you've never been before until you became a Ram. Yeah. Howard's Rock actually came from Death Valley, California. As the story goes, Samuel Columbus Jones, a Clemson graduate, picked it up on the side of the road and brought it as a gift to Clemson coach Frank Howard in the mid-1960s. There you go. And he used it as a door jam and said, get rid of this thing. And yeah. next thing you know, it's like your good luck charm for yeah. Clemson football. That's awesome. Should we get something like that at SoFi? Why not? Just no ramp. Yeah. You like the nice level. I like the nice level, yeah. Add field level out of the locker room. <laughs> uh, do the best you can to turn it over on a short week. Can't wait to see you against the Saints. Nice to get to know you a little bit. Best Thank of you. luck for your rookie season. Thank you, sir. All right, for Davis Allen, I'm JB Long. Hope you can join us at SoFi Stadium Thursday Night Football in New Orleans and Los Angeles. It's a 7-7 seven seven show down. This is Rams Review.